Safety Net Studio presents. Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and it's good to be back. Today, we return to the arena with The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Mr. Snow, after everything you've seen out there in the world, what are The Hunger Games for? The Hunger Games, they're to punish the districts. Those tributes don't have a choice. Your role is to turn these children into spectacles, not survivors. We're live! Smile. It's why we have teeth. Imagine it was your name that they pulled. It's the things we love most that destroy us. Coriolanus Snow mentors and develops feelings for the female District 12 tribute during the 10th annual Hunger Games. Written by the team of Michael Leslie and Michael Arndt, based on the novel by Suzanne Collins, and directed by Francis Lawrence, The Hunger Games The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes stars Rachel Zegler as Lucy Gray Baird, Tom Blythe as Coriolanus Snow, Hunter Schaefer as Tigress Snow, Peter Dinklage as Casca Highbottom, and features Viola Davis, Shell Brute Jason Schwartzman, Irene Bohm, Ashley Liao, Josh Andre Rivera, Aomide Adigan, and Isabel Jesper Jones. The Hunger Games franchise has earned well over a billion dollars since the films began releasing in 2012. So when a new novel released in 2020, it was going to be a matter of time before it was adapted into a movie to tap into some of that sweet, sweet box office buck. And just because a movie is being made doesn't mean that it necessarily necessarily should be made. Story-wise, this is really two movies combined into one. Part one was pretty well done. It comprises The Hunger Games itself and Snow's mentorship to a tribute. It comprises about two-thirds of the movie's two-hour and 37-minute runtime. Part two, on the other hand, is Snow's fall from glory and ultimately what turned him into the stoic, battle-hardened ruler portrayed by Donald Sutherland in the first three movies. Part one had a bunch of excitement, action, and for some reason a whole lot of country singing. Well, part two was much slower feeling, more methodical, and also for some reason had a bunch of country singing. Acting-wise, this movie is a poster child for being a mixed bag. While Tom Blythe and Rachel Zegler are just okay, the big stars of this movie are most certainly the heavy hitters of Peter Dinklage, Viola Davis, Josh Andre Rivera, and definitely Jason Schwartzman. Every time their characters hit the screen, they immediately steal the show. Some of the others, especially the other tributes, seem to be starstruck the moment they're given the opportunity to shine. Overall, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes isn't a bad movie. It's just not a good movie either. It's a movie that was going to exist the moment the source material did because money talks. While it's interesting to see the story of a once promising pupil becoming a dictator, it's not fully necessary to the plot either. This movie was too chock full of attempts at fan service that they may as well have just had gigantic pictures of Jennifer Lawrence flashing on the screen, and it was too full of unnecessary singing that seemed to have been added just to show the fact that Rachel Z can sing. This movie will likely be skipped on my eventual rewatches of the Hunger Games franchise, kind of like Thor Dark World or Iron Man 3. I give The Hunger Games The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes a C. Mm.
We're rapidly approaching the holiday season, so if you're looking for somewhere to hold your holiday get-together, why not try something new? At Killer Noob Escapes at 740B Century Street, we offer the city's only two-hour escape experience, starting with Part 1, The Fun House, a nominee for the 2023 Top Escape Room Project Enthusiast Choice Awards for Best Room, followed by Part 2, The Upstairs. We also feature a two-person room called Buried Alive. Hold your gathering in our private dining room while being surrounded by the screams of Puddle's victims. Book today at Killer Noob Escapes. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with some casting news. Superman Legacy, James Gunn's upcoming film, is currently heavily into the casting. It's being reported by The Hollywood Reporter that Jimmy Olsen will be played by Skylar Gassando, known for his work on HBO's The Righteous Gemstones, and Deadline is reporting that James Gunn has also cast Sarah Sampao to play the character of Eve Teschmacher. It was also reported earlier this week by Deadline that actor Nicholas Holt has won the role of Lex Luthor in the upcoming film. Superman Legacy already stars David Corrin Sweat as Superman, while Rachel Brosnahan will be playing Lois Lane. In other upcoming projects, it was announced that Brendan Fraser, hot off winning the Academy Award for Best Actor in The Whale, will take the lead role in Hakari's Rental Family, which comes from a script co-written by Hakari and Stephen Blahat. According to Deadline, Rental Family follows a down-and-out actor living in Tokyo who is hired as a token American guy for a Japanese rental family company, leading him on an unexpected journey of self discovery through the roles he plays in other people's lives. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Ralph Macchio is teaming up with Jackie Chan for a new, as of yet untitled, addition to the Karate Kid franchise that is a separate entity from the popular series Cobra Kai. It was also revealed that Jackie Chan will be reprising his role of Mr. Han from the 2010 remake, and that Sony is announcing that there will be a global search for the new Karate Kid to star in their film as The Student. Macchio and Chan released a video of the worldwide casting launch. Hi everyone, we've got big news. We're starring in a new Karate Kid movie together. That's big news, but we even have bigger news. Bigger than that? We're looking for next Karate Kid. That's right, the global search for the star of our new film starts right now. So let's wax on, wax off everybody. You mean, check it on, check it off. Hang it up. Maybe the new Karate Kid will have to do it all. I'm excited. You excited? I'm very, very excited. Let's do it. Learn more about this new role. Submit your audition video. As of now, the new Karate Kid film is set to be released on December 13th of 2024. It was a busy week this week in the rumor mill, and let's start it off with an interview that Chris Pine did with Games Radar. Pine was asked about a sequel to Dungeons & Dragons and had the following to say, quote, I've heard some rumors about it, but I don't know anything yet, but I feel confident that it may happen. When asked if he would reprise his role of Edgen Davis, Pine responded, quote, Absolutely. You may recall a few episodes back where I let you know that Naked Gun is getting a reboot starring Liam Neeson. Well, according to Daniel Richtman, Mads Mikkelsen is in talks to play the villain Kane. Neeson was quoted about the project saying, It'll either be the end of my so-called career or it'll be another little avenue. We're going to reboot the Naked Gun franchise. We'll see. The script is being developed. It's still very funny. There's very funny stuff in it. During an interview on The Tonight Show, Tim Allen was asked by Jimmy Fallon about the possibility of a Toy Story. Story 5. 
According to Allen, one of the creators of the original series, Bob Iger, has reached out to Tom Hanks and himself about reprising their roles. Allen said, quote, they've reached out to Tom and I to reprise the roles. They're not saying anything about it. You wonder if four was too many. Is five going to be too much? Allen added, quote, according to the scuttlebutt, the writer that's doing it wrote one of the better ones and said, if I didn't get this right, I wouldn't do it. It could be a very, very interesting way to reunite it. Another sequel that could potentially be in development comes from the rumor from Bradley Cooper. While speaking to the New Yorker Radio Hour, Bradley Cooper was asked about a fourth Hangover movie. He said, quote, I would probably do Hangover 4 in an instant just because I love Todd Phillips, I love Zach Galifianakis, I love Ed Helms so much, I probably would. Cooper went on to say, quote, I don't think Todd is ever going to do that. Over in the rumor mill when it comes to Marvel, Notorious Scooper at Daniel RPK is reporting that the Queen's Gambit star Anya Taylor-Joy is being eyed for an unspecified villain role, which could potentially be a gender-swapped version of the Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer is expected to be one of the villains in the new Fantastic Four movie, which already has its own rumors when it comes to casting. The current rumors are that Pedro Pascal will be playing Mr. Fantastic, Vanessa Kirby will be playing the role of Sue Storm, Stranger Things star Joseph Quinn playing Johnny Blaze, while the Bears' Eben Moss Bacharach would be playing The Thing. As of now, Fantastic Four has no confirmed stars. On the opposite end of the spectrum of the rumor mill are some squashing of rumors. Starting with Christopher Nolan, who was recently interviewed by the Associated Press, said, quote, no, sadly no, no truth to those rumors, referring to directing the next James Bond film. The latest rumor that Nolan would take on the Bond franchise came out just two months ago, claiming that Nolan had agreed to helming multiple movies and taking on an executive producer role going forward. Margot Robbie also squashed some rumors while speaking with the Associated Press, saying that she doesn't believe the idea of a Barbie sequel makes any sense. Robbie said, quote, I think we put everything we had into this one. We didn't build it to be a trilogy or something. Greta put everything into this movie, so I can't imagine what would be next. It was confirmed that Margot Robbie, Greta Gerwig, nor Ryan Gosling had signed on for a sequel, even when Barbie was destroying at the box office. Director Greta Gerwig also shot down rumors, saying, quote, I feel like at the end of every movie, like I'll never have another idea and every Everything I've ever wanted to do, I did. I wouldn't want to squash anybody else's dream, but for me at this moment, I'm at totally zero. A ton of news has happened over the last couple weeks around the Scream 7 movie, so here's everything that you need to know so far. The director of the project will be freaky and happy death day director Christopher Landon, while former directors Matt Bettinelli-Open and Tyler Gillette, who formed the Radio Silence team, are attached as executive producers. Melissa Barrera, who played Samantha Carpenter in Scream Scream 5 and 6 was terminated from the project after Barrera made comments on social media regarding the situation in Israel and Gaza that didn't go well with studio Spyglass Entertainment. After Barrera's termination, it was revealed that co-star Jenna Ortega has also exited the project, citing scheduling conflicts for the Netflix series Wednesday. There are new reports that are suggesting that Spyglass is trying to entice Nev Campbell to return, along with the newly minted Sexiest Man Alive, Patrick Dempsey, who played her love interest in Scream 3, a police officer named Mark Kincaid. As of now, the casting hasn't been confirmed, but the project will continue moving forward. Over in the land of the stars, in a recent Vanity Fair feature, Dave Filoni is stating that he now uses the title of Chief Creative Officer at Lucasfilm, which allows him to oversee the development of all future Star Wars projects. Filoni said, quote, Now I'm what's called Chief Creative Officer of Lucasfilm. In the past, in a lot of projects I would be brought into it, I would see it after it had already been 
been developed a good ways. In this new role, it's opened up to basically everything that's going on. When we're planning the future of what we're doing, I'm involved at the inception phase. The position sees Filoni working more closely with Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy and head of live action development Carrie Beck. In addition to lending his expertise to future Star Wars projects at Lucasfilm, Filoni will continue development on his own Star Wars film, which is expected to tie together several of the Disney Plus TV shows. Filoni said, quote, I'm setting up what seems to be a larger conflict with the Imperial Remnant. That conflict can't just mirror what we've seen before. It has to take on a different shape. It can't just be the Empire versus what looks like the Rebellion or even the Republic. It has to be visually different. Filoni also hinted that while no second season of Ahsoka has been announced, he does have an outline of what's to come. And speaking of Star Wars, Daisy Ridley, who starred as Rey Skywalker in the sequel series, was asked about her upcoming Star Wars film. She said, quote, I know the storyline for one film. That's not to say that's all it is, but that's what I've been told about. And I imagine it will be the next film, I think. I mean, again, I don't know, post-strikes and everything, how quickly everything will start up again. But yes, so far, I know the story of one film, and I think people will be very excited. I'm very excited. The story is really cool. I'm waiting to read a script because obviously I don't have any other updates. It's not what I expected, but I'm very excited. While story details have yet to be announced, Kathleen Kennedy has said that the Ray movie will connect to another Jedi movie that is being developed with James Mangold, who recently helped Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny. Mangold's project is reportedly set 25,000 years before the Skywalker saga, which will explore the first Jedi and the discovery of the Force. Moving to the small screen, Deadline is reporting that Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese are teaming up to executive produce a TV series adaptation of Cape Fear. Nick Antosca is on board as executive producer and the showrunner, whose previous credits include Hannibal, The Forest, Channel Zero, Brand New Cherry Flavor, Antlers, The Act, Candy, and A Friend of the Family. The Cape Fear series is said to be an unconventional take on the IP that turns the story into a tense contemporary thriller that examines America's obsession with true crime in the 21st century. In it, a storm is coming for a pair of married attorneys when an infamous killer from their past gets released after years in prison. The Cape Fear story began with a novel called The Executioners by John D. MacDonald. The 1991 film, which starred Robert De Niro, Nick Nolte, and Jessica Lange, followed a convicted rapist who was released from prison after serving a 14-year sentence who stalked the family of the lawyer who originally defended him. And finally, we end today on the news that Netflix has confirmed that Season 7 of Black Mirror will be taking place. No details about Season 7 have been announced, including an episode count. Black Mirror is an anthology series that taps into our collective unease with the modern world, with each standalone episode a sharp, suspenseful tale exploring themes of contemporary techno-paranoia, leading to an unforgettable and sometimes unsettling conclusion. Without questioning it, technology has transformed all aspects of our lives, in every home, on every desk, in every palm, a plasma screen, a monitor, a smartphone, a black mirror reflecting our 21st century existence back at us. The snow is here, and just because you need to bundle up doesn't mean you can't look good doing so. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, nothing you can take from me was ever worth keeping. Oh, 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 oh,